dropped off a pretty little girl Same grade as me Tried to kiss her once in the aisle of the bus She walked right over me Face down in the gum on the Rooster Production brings you Under the Water Tower Presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group And now, here are your hosts Matt Crane and Derek Biglane Good afternoon, Matt Good afternoon, Derek. Coming to you from a, uh, a Monday afternoon, uh, doing this on a Monday afternoon. I appreciate you doing it because I, I am off today. Yeah, Derek, you're off today. Uh, I'm sitting here sweating from uh, cleaning vans, moving vans around. Had a van actually break down in Collierville, Tennessee, so we had to race out, take care of that for those that youth group. So um, that's how that's how we operate here at Mobile Car and Van Rental. Well, I mean, not all our cars break down, so I'm not <laughs> saying that. We don't advertise that. <laughs> no, we don't advertise that, but we did save the day, and so they can make their way to Chattanooga and get that done. Luckily, had one, a van that had been in the Grand Canyon uh, just two days ago, so uh, traveled quite a bit. That's a lot of travel. <laughs> a lot, a lot of, of travel, a lot of, a lot of travel, a lot of miles, uh, van came back last night from the Grand Canyon, so we were able to uh, turn that one around and get that out to that church youth group. Um, so we'll talk more about mobile car and van rentals in just one second. But uh, yeah, just um, blowing and going, Derek. It's that time of year. About the 10th of June through the end of June, actually through the 4th of July weekend, is going to be our busiest time uh, in the van business and the travel season. So uh, we thank you to all those youth pastors out there that are taking their youth groups, taking their children's groups uh, to uh, all over the southeast to uh, spread the gospel. So uh, let me say that real quick. This past weekend was Father's Day. I hope that you had a good Father's Day. Yep, yep. Uh, U.S. Open, great, great U.S. Open, great finish to that. I was not able to really get a nap, but uh, like I wanted to to get that two-hour nap we talked about. But it was a beautiful weekend. Actually, actually, it was a beautiful weekend. You'd already mowed your grass. Why didn't you get a nap? I had to do the in-laws, so uh, went to the in-laws and you know celebrated her father, so which was great. You know, went over there and, and let me guess, a you hours. were done. Uh, there it is. I was going to say, couple hours. I was going to say a couple hours. You, we, did, you, we did we did a you know, twelve thirty. Got home about two thirty, so it wasn't too bad. Do your in-laws know that you set a timer on your phone? <laughs> I did not set a timer. You, this time uh, you, you I, I, I did not. You I, have set a timer before. I have no. There's times I've been like, <laughs> oh, we got we got to leave by whatever. Two hours is enough. It was just basically lunch. It was Father's Day for him, and it wasn't like we were opening Father's Day gifts over there. Plus, uh, my daughter had her wisdom teeth out so she wasn't feeling the best i didn't know that uh, she had on it friday? on friday okay uh-huh. so she was still kind of recovering so you know we went home and kind of let her heal and then the, i did watch the, the golf tournament watched some of the other college baseball games it's nice you know once you uh your team gets uh, one victory and it's not the first team out sure uh it's, it's nice to uh, be able to watch that the game so again a good weekend and uh just really really uh, uh blessed and thankful which we'll talk about in just a second yeah anytime texas is the first team out that's a good day very good day. That's a good, good day. day. The Texas that will be uh, coming into the SEC. So six current or future SEC programs were in the College World Series, uh, and you can only have eight. So when 75% of the tournament is uh, future SEC opponents, um, that's tough. That's pretty good. That's, that's, <laughs> that's pretty, pretty darn good. That's tough. I definitely know somebody who was watching the Ole Miss Rebels uh, this past Saturday night uh, coming from Orlando down there for a volleyball tournament. Mr. Brian Couch of Team Couch, a Birch Realty Group, our 2022 presenting sponsor. Team Couch of Birch Realty Group possesses over 65 years of combined real estate experience. They are the top producing team in the Million Dollar Club in North Mississippi. Not every real estate team could be a part of that. The Million Dollar Club is very exclusive, and Brian and Terry of Team Couch of Birch Realty Group were recently named the top producing team. Also recently voted DeSoto's Best for the fifth 
time. It is currently a great time to list your house. They're offering a free, no obligation market analysis. Give them your address. They can tell you all about your neighborhood, your zip code, what's going on on your street, how long houses are sitting on the market, how fast they're closing. Brian and Terry are going to possess all the analytics to best prepare you for a wonderful real estate experience. Give them a call at 662-449-1700. That's 662-449-1700. Or call Brian's cell phone, 901-461-7653. That's 461-SOLD, S-O-L-D. You can also do a full home search at teamcouch.com. Again, that's teamcouch.com for a full home search all over the Mid-South. No real estate team is going to work harder for you than Brian and Terry with Team Couch or Birch Realty Group, our 2022 presenting sponsor. Remember, every home needs a couch. Very busy at Mobile Car and Van Rentals. Mobile Cars and Vans is our 2022 studio sponsor located at the corner of McCracken and Commerce right here in Hernando, the only car rental location in Hernando. Give us a call today, 662-469-4555 for insurance claims. Body shop work. Need to put your car in a shop for several days. Need to put your car in a shop for a week or more. Call us. Let us help you with that. Mid-sized cars, full-size cars, pickup trucks, and passenger vans. If you're traveling for late July, give us a call. We're starting to book up very heavily for late July trips. 662-469-4555. That's 662-469-4555. Mobile cars and vans. Our Tuesday show always kicks off with our words from the weekend. We just give a simple word and maybe tell a little bit of story of why uh, that was uh, on our mind for the weekend. Derek, um, you always kick us off. Words from the weekend is what? My word from the weekend, Matt, is thankful. Thankful. Again, this has a lot to do with Father's Day. Uh, Just being thankful for my children. Uh, thankful for my dad, uh, which I was able to talk to, you know, briefly on Sunday. Again, thank you for what, you know, the the ultimate father, our, our uh, God, our Father, uh, what uh, He has blessed uh, me with in, in my lifetime, uh, and then you know, just also thankful again for being able to watch uh, College World Series and watch my a team that I actually like uh, be you know somewhat successful uh, in baseball this year. So just a lot of things to be thankful for this weekend. Took some time reflecting, uh, and also thankful for the wonderful weather. I mean, no humidity this weekend, which uh, came through I guess Saturday evening and mm-hmm. stayed basically till this morning. It was I think 63 degrees when we woke up this morning, uh, and so just a very thankful that we got that uh, brief uh, respite uh, during the I mean all the hot weather that we'll have, and of course it's going to be five days of triple digits starting tomorrow through the end of the weekend. So anyway, just uh, just a really thankful weekend and uh, spent some time reflecting. Just, uh, again, blessed. Yeah, always good to kick off Father's Day uh, by attending church. Uh, there we had the table service at HMC. Had a wonderful time. Josh Gross, our youth pastor, um, you know, wonderful dad that he is. Uh, he did a really good job with our message. And, and again, going to Sunday school, have an opportunity to uh, see others. Uh, definitely, Derek, uh, thankful is a very good word for that. Mine's going to be pretty simple. Keeping it real, busy is my word from the weekend. We talk about a lot of different fancy words or different things for how busy we are, especially during graduation and all that kind of stuff. But, man, it is travel season. We have three or four vans will come in they've got to get gassed up and prepped hey uh, newsflash if a car goes out full uh derek we ask that you bring it back full just a thought <laughs> just a thought so uh some of those same youth pastors that i uh you know praise and love or, or you well, know man, well, usually you know they used to i mean you know enterprise when i've been in the past they'd say hey you can fill it up we're gonna charge you five dollars a gallon now are you charging them ten dollars a gallon if they no don't we're up? not but we definitely if you bring it back to us we'll charge it up and then we will charge a fee for us having to go do that yeah. what i'm speaking about is when they bring them in on saturday and they're going right back out an hour later or the next day 
really need those youth pastors to bring it back full so I don't have to go and and do all that kind of stuff. But it is what it is. Busy is my word. I think we had nine vans go out yesterday to different groups. So we had to stagger them different ways and stuff. And so, uh, and then on Father's Day, we're working on our vans, getting everything going. Uh, The gentleman who cleans my vans uh, does a great job. And um, somehow or another, uh, one of the set of keys got locked in the van. So, yeah. So that was a solid two and a half (laughs) hours that we dealt with that. So uh, happy Father's Day to me. And the vans aren't very easy to get the the keys out of. I was wondering, like, they don't have the little latch with a coat hanger you can kind of grab. And there's a roundabout way. There's an easier way to do that. And we had none of those tools to do that. So, uh, anyway, it is what it is. We digress. Happy Father's Day to my father in law. Um, Got a chance to see him. Did travel over by myself to New Albany uh, to meet my family over there. So, got to see him. And he'll be having some surgery actually uh, tomorrow. Anytime somebody over 70 is going to have some anesthesia, uh, there's there's worry there. But uh, hopefully, we'll be a very good procedure. And we just lift those doctors and nurses up as they do that tomorrow. Hopefully, it goes very well for Mr. Jimmy. Simple shout out to him. So busy is my word from the weekend. Thankful is yours. It, it, it really did. It was great to walk out on Sunday morning. It'd be about 69 degrees. Oh, man, it was so wonderful. Nice. Just so a nice. really, uh, just so nice uh, to celebrate Father's Day with a little bit of a break from the heat. Well, Derek, speaking of busy, uh, even in the summertime, we talk all the time about the teachers having time off, the kids having time off, and summer seeming to slow down around the city of Hernando. The Board of Aldermen continues to meet the second meeting in the month of June coming up tomorrow night. Tell us about the Board of Aldermen meetings kicking off on Tuesday night. So getting to the meat of the uh, agenda, uh, number nine that will be talked about tomorrow night is the approval to accept the PPM consultant's contract for the EPA Brownfields grant, consulting services, and Mayor Johnson to sign the contract, and for Gia Matheny to sign all task orders. Now this is, uh, it looks like they're looking for another uh, area, another uh, place in town that could be a part of the Brownfields project. We've had some of those before. Uh, the uh, We're currently uh, the Italian restaurant that was formerly Uncle Bubba's. Uh, that was a Brownfield project. Um, hey, slow down. You're saying Brownfield or Brownfield? Brownfield. Brownfield, Brownfield. which simply means like in in years past, there was an EPA issue. That's right. Oil, gas, that kind of stuff was left. And so if someone were to buy that building, um, like the property, the property, if someone were, were to buy the property, they get benefits from the state or the federal government tax related to make those cleanup improvements. That's right. That's what that's saying. Okay. Yeah. So there's a grant consulting service that's going to come in they're signing a contract so kind of interesting to see if they've pinpointed another location uh, that this can qualify for the next is request for the approval of an amendment for the text of the zoning ordinance more specifically to add in quotes accessory dwelling unit to the list of conditional uses in the agricultural residential district which we've covered yes they've covered this so now they're actually going to look to take that wording and input it uh, into the uh, zoning ordinance mother-in-law suites mother-in-law uh detached houses, not pool house kind of things, but a place for your mother-in-law or, or someone like that. Right, or, I mean, it's, it, potentially somebody to go back there and, and live in, another family member. And so what they're going to do is, the last time the whole conversation of how they should word it, now it actually sounds like they've agreed on some wording, wording they're going to approve that wording and have it added to the zoning. What was it? What's it called again? The uh, accessory dwelling accessory unit. dwelling unit. Yeah, that sounds better than crackhead cousin. So that's good. <laughs> that's, 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 that's better. better. Accessory. Better. Yeah, that sounds a lot better than crackhead cousin. The ADU. What is the ADU? <laughs> now I like the CCU. Uh, crackhead cousin. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Uh, next is the consideration of amendments to the zoning text concerning medical cannabis. Okay. So again, they're still adding specific language. Now the state has already given the language. The city has had a couple of meetings talking about specific language that they add for the city, right. for the city code. So that's going to be discussed again tomorrow night. Uh, the next is approval to advertise for bids for Jaybird water plant upgrades. Okay. Uh, so again, this is stuff that they've talked about. Finally, got to look to go ahead and, and upgrade the Jaybird water plant, and they're going to advertise for those. It's 
see what they come in. This is going to hopefully be using some of that ARPA money for that. The next is approval to advertise for bids for the Holly Springs Road water line. So, again, a water line there on Holly Springs Road maybe also used ARPA funds. Really growing that eastern side of Hernando, future yep. plans to annexation that's in the annexation plans over the decades. Just really making that the, the power, the water pressure stronger on the eastern side of, of Hernando. Right, man. That's a great segue because that leads to the next one, which okay. is the authorized Joe Frank Lauderdale to design a new elevated water tank and plant. Uh, of course, we are under the water tower. Plenty of them. This is a, another water tower, and I, I did I contacted an alderman wanted to make sure. I said, okay, where is this going to be? And they said it will be at the Holly Springs Get Well area. Yes. Is where they're looking to put this elevated water tank. So there will be a water tower added uh, on that side of town. Next, authorize the appraisal of property for the Dogwood Sewer. So dog, the uh, Dogwood Subdivision Area Sewer. Uh, next, discussion on Timber Oaks Subdivision Utilities. I guess next to last, discussion on Penny for the parks. Now, this is uh, last time they you know, had about four scenarios. They knelt, they really liked two of them. They liked more aspects, I believe, of D than C, but they asked for D and C to kind of be combined in some form or fashion to have uh, Kimberly Horn bring that back. Uh, they will, I'm assuming, be doing that tomorrow night. There may be a possibility that that could be agreed upon tomorrow night. Cool. Uh, so we'll wait and see. But then once, you know, if not, then maybe send it back one more time. We'll see. But anyway, they are trying to finalize, hopefully, in either this meeting or the next meeting, have that plan finalized. So then take the next four months to try to really sell the project, have a, a very serious breakdown of what those costs will be and how that penny that will that uh, is projected to be gotten, if it is passed, could help pay down that bond. So, again, that's a discussion to be going tomorrow night. Hey, Derek, real quick, before you move on, I saw on Instagram a number. We talked last week aggressively. Go back and listen to the shows for the last couple of weeks about the All-Stars, about All-Stars and what, what that looks like. I know they've, they've started to play some All-Star tournaments, yep. some All-Star games. I saw that on Instagram. And it's almost like it's important to invest in your um, team's your, – your community parks – to host those tournaments, right? It'd be, it'd be really nice to have that in Hernando and right. Batesville. Just, just saying. Just saying. I mean, just a thought, you know, because, again, some of those different places, Sanatobia, Oxford, South Haven, Olive Branch, they have the penny or pennies for the park programs, and you see the all-star, the wonderful things on Instagram of the kids playing baseball yeah. and, and on, the, on different fields. So it's almost like it's important to invest in your community parks. What's up next? Matt, have you decided which way you're leaning yet? Uh, no, I'm, no, not, no, I'm, I'm, no. Do I know which way I'm leaning? Yes. Am I keeping it secret? Yeah, yes, it I'm secret. keeping it secret. Keep secret. Close Keep to secret. the vest there. Close, close All right. The Probably may know in the next couple of weeks, though, if they go ahead and release this, then you'll have to you'll have No, to i got to keep it real quiet. Oh, okay. I got you, I, got you, you really want to keep people guessing on which way you're leaning. Um, but again, I just, I mean, it, it is amazing when you invest in your parks, how that makes a difference. And then finally, and the reason uh, there's, this is not really anything other than a note at the end of the agenda says that they're going to recess until Wednesday June 22nd, which of course is two days from now, at 1 p.m. for a Zoom meeting in the conference room to discuss redistricting. So they're not going to they're going to look not to adjourn the meeting tomorrow night, but to recess it into a Zoom meeting. I did talk to the same alderman about the, you know, the about the water tower. I also asked him, "Okay, what's up with the Zoom conference?" And they said, "Well, not quite sure. I they don't think that the people who were presenting the redistricting could actually make it to the meeting okay. in person, so they wanted to do it because they want to do it pretty quickly." Now, I think it may even be bumped to Friday. He okay. said that they've already got a phone call this morning asking if not Wednesday then Friday. So again, we'll update you on what happens whether they actually adjourn the meeting tomorrow night or if it's recessed to try to cover a redistricting talk, which of course 
They're trying to do has to be done every ten years. Uh, and then you know there were some comments about it last time, and he's that group is bringing it back to where they looked like there was one they liked. We'll see where that goes. So again, that is the meeting that will be held uh, tomorrow night, and of course we'll cover all of this for what is said on Friday. Right. We usually preview on Tuesday, review on Friday for the Auburn the first and third weeks of each month. So go back and listen to those shows when Derek talked more about the um, redistricting that has to happen every ten years. Hernando delayed and delayed and delayed, but this board is obviously being more aggressive and go to hand doing the right thing and trying to get from a redistricting standpoint uh, the correct amount between plus or minus 10% representation when it comes to the different wards, different districts here in Hernando. So great job on them and we look forward to updating that and reviewing the meeting this coming Friday. Well, Derek, let's turn our attention from uh, local news right here under the water tower to more statewide things. The Mississippi lottery numbers have been released. Tell us about the Mississippi lottery numbers. A lot of that goes to different schools, different projects, all the a lot of different projects around the area benefit from the lottery. Derek, tell us about the Mississippi lottery numbers that have been released since our last show. All right, the Mississippi Lottery Corporation completed its May transfer of $6,731,334.54 in net proceeds to the Mississippi State Treasury. Now, in total for fiscal year 2022, the lottery has directed $80 million to road and bridge needs of course, the lottery law stipulates that the first $80 million in net proceeds goes to road and bridge needs around the state for 10 years. And then have an additional $33,791,004.73 has gone to the Education Enhancement Fund. So the net proceeds over $80 million go to the Education Enhancement Fund in accordance with the LCG Clark lottery law. And then the Mississippi Lottery Corporation is required to transfer net proceeds within 20 days following the close of each calendar month. Of course, today is June 20th. Therefore, it has been 20 days since the end of May. And so that was done. Uh, so again, this is a great news. I know some people may be for lottery, against the lottery. But the lottery, just from you know the portion that gets goes to the state, that, that means that's been a hundred and almost $104 million. Uh, the state has $80 million for roads and bridges, which, of course, Hernando sees their portion of. And then uh, that's coming in every month that we're using to repave our roads with. And then uh, $33 million has gone to education. So whether, you know, however you sit on the lottery, it's here right now. I'm not saying it's going to be here forever, but it's here right now and doing great things, reinvesting back into Mississippi in roads, bridges, and education. You know, Derek, part of the lottery is going to be commerce and those different things. We should have led with this when we first opened the show. We're going to be sitting down with Sibony, who runs the Hernando Main street chamber of commerce she will have an interview at the end of this show so if you've tuned in for that we're going to be interviewing sibony at the end of this show she was kind enough to sit down with us late last week talk to us more about different projects different things going on a little bit of her background when it comes to hernando main street chamber of commerce well look like you just mentioned a second ago lottery like it don't like it that doesn't matter it's here 80 million dollars the first 80 goes to roads and bridges in the state of mississippi and the rest gets dispersed in different ways so it's one of those things it just exists i mean i know a lot of conservative people don't like the lottery those different things see it as a, a tax and so forth but uh it does get played it does generate revenue and that revenue does go somewhere so i'm glad hernando or desoto county can get as much as it gets well derek thanks for uh, covering the local alderman meeting and give us those updates when it comes to the state of mississippi lottery we joke all the all the time here in the in the summer months it really seems to kind of slow down a little bit slow down as far as a number of things different things going on so derek go ahead and tell us about the official dental office of the utw podcast df DC. DeSoto Family Dental Care has been a presence under the water tower with over 60 years of combined dental experience. Dr. Seymour, Dr. Paroli, and Dr. Trotter are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile. 
The practice is open Monday through Friday, providing hygiene appointments and general dentistry, including implants and implant-supported dentures, as well as Invisalign. The office is designed to provide a safe, comfortable, and relaxing atmosphere for their patients. You can be confident that the goal of each staff member is to create a comfortable environment to provide you with relaxing, personalized dental care. Visit their office today to see the difference and give them a call at 662-429-5239. Again, 662-429-5239. Podcast continues to be brought to you by one of our longtime sponsors, Williams Services. Williams Services is a veteran-owned and operated business with years of experience in lawn care, landscaping, mulching, and so much more. Owner Richard Williams and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor home needs. Whether it's leaf removal, tree trimming, summer cleanups, anything you need on the outside of your home or office, from the simplest of jobs to a very difficult project, let Richard come out, take a look. If he can't do it, he'll help you find someone who can. Call him today at 662-292-8855. That's 662-292-8855. Or find more information about Richard and his team on Facebook at Williams Lawn Services. Again, that's Williams Lawn Services on Facebook. Since 2001, Green King Spray Services has been helping home and business owners enjoy lush, healthy, weed-free outdoor living spaces. They refuse to settle for the status quo, continuously researching and testing the very latest methods, products, and strategies to ensure your lawn looks better than the other guys. With technicians trained and educated, with hours of continuing education and seminars each year, Green King is committed to doing everything they can to make and keep you satisfied. You can reach them at 662-892-8419, again 662-892-8419, or visit them on their website at greenkingspray.com. Remember, if you want it green, call the king. We've reached the middle of our Tuesday show, and that always brings us to the DeSoto County Fact of the Week given to us by the DeSoto County Museum. DeSoto County Museum located right here on Commerce Street in Hernando, across from Bank Corp South, open 9 to 5, Tuesday through Saturday. Again, 9 to 5, Tuesday through Saturday. Admission is always free. Please visit Rob Long and his team at the DeSoto County Museum. Let them show you all around about the artifacts, different facts about this wonderful county that we call home. Derek, tell us about this week's Fact of the Week. Well, at this week's Fact of the Week, the first cotton bale ever brought to the city of Memphis from anywhere in the United States by automotive engine was from DeSoto County, Mississippi on November 21st, 1913. Wow. Simon B. Dean of Eudora shipped eight bales to the Memphis firm of Dockery and Donaldson on a truck owned by Wallace Cox of Eudora. Most cotton before that time was transported by rail or steamboat, as it had been done since the invention of the steam engine in 1811 and the rise of the railroads in the 1840s. This is just one of many firsts for DeSoto County, Mississippi's fastest-growing county. So real quick, you said the first bell of cotton ever, ever. To, to Memphis. To Memphis on, on, oh, on oh. something other gotcha. than rail gotcha, or okay. a boat. Gotcha. So it was the first time it was ever brought by automobile right. was from Eudora, Mississippi to Memphis. And then, of course, you know, for the next I mean, however many decades, people were bringing it by trucks and whatever uh, at some point. But, uh, but the first time it was ever transported, I guess you could say uh, overland by a vehicle, was from uh, Eudora, Mississippi to Memphis, Tennessee. My gosh, we've come a long way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean that, every, was every, ni- that was 1913. So 1913. I mean, so, I mean, surprisingly, I mean, I figured it'd be a little bit 
well, I mean, tr- bigger trucks, large enough to carry the bales. Right, eight bales. Eight bales. Yeah. I mean, eight bales. Are, that's not a. That's not small. Right, I definitely mean, not small. Because I mean, he's trying. You know, because if you're taking it there, you're not. You're not going from like one of like a, a two by two bale, right? I mean, you're gonna take a nice sure. bale to take it up there to be be sold. So having to load that up on the back of a truck and bring it up there. Um, you know, I, I still probably what an hour round trip, well, two hours. Round I was going to say exactly that. I mean, in today's world, 20, 25 minutes, we can be downtown Memphis pretty quick. Thank you, Rob, for that wonderful fact of the week. Uh, commerce, uh, was huge in DeSoto County, continues to be huge in DeSoto County. And that's again, some of the stuff we're going to discuss with Sibony with the Hernando main street chamber of commerce in just moments, uh, for, for her interview. Well, thank you again, Rob Long and your wonderful team at the DeSoto County museum for continued support. The UTW podcast with your wonderful facts located across the street from Bancorp South nine to five. Tuesday through Saturday, visit Rob Long and his team with the DeSoto County Museum. And Derek, part of that, uh, maybe if you're going to travel, uh, take cotton from one spot to another, that's going to be quite the investment, and uh, you may have a little insurance on it. And if you're looking for insurance when it comes to your home, auto, property, casualty, and even your life, you want to reach out to our sponsor, Holland Insurance. Holland Insurance is located in South Haven, but ready to serve the customers right here under the water tower. Bruce Robinson and Jerry Holland. Work with some of the largest companies in the world when it comes to, like I said, property, casualty, auto, home, life, nationwide, state auto, Liberty Mutual, Progressive, Travelers, Blue Cross Blue Shield, Humana, Aetna, some of those large companies trust Holland Insurance to be their representative in DeSoto County. Give them a call today, 662-895-5528. Again, that's 662-895-5528. If you have an insurance license in the state of Mississippi and are considering a change to maybe part-time or full-time and possibly want to join one of the fastest-growing insurance companies in the Mid-South, give Bruce or Jerry a call today to possibly join the Holland Insurance team. 662-895-5528. Thank you again, Holland insurance. Well, Derek, before we read our ad for the uh, Hernando Farmer's Market, just want to say we are working and efforting to try and get the leader of the Hernando Farmer's Market, Miss Gia Matheny, a wonderful asset to the city of Hernando, to come on, visit with us about different things going on in the city, visit about the Hernando Farmer's Market, but definitely talk to us about her background, her experience, and the wonderful things she does for the city of Hernando. Gia, we really, really appreciate the hard work you do. And again, we are efforting her for hopefully our Friday show is what we're looking to do. She oversees our seasonal sponsor, the Hernando Farmer's Farmer's Market. It's a place to shop. It's a place to gather. But more importantly, it's a rare chance to experience the rich simplicity of a Mississippi small town. It's truly a fresh local experience. With over 50 exhibitors now at the Hernando Farmer's Market, some of them include Kills Country Market, Jones Orchard, Adney's Handmade Craft, Southern Cookie Queen, Coffee Central. Those are just some of the vendors every Saturday morning from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. That's 8 to 1 on Saturday mornings at the historic Hernando Square. The Hernando Farmer's Market, one of the largest farmer's market in the Mid-South, I would put our farmer's market up against anybody. Wonderful, wonderful job Gia and the team do with the Hernando Farmer's Market. Thank you for being our seasonal sponsor, the Hernando Farmer's Market. Well, Derek, at the end of last week, had the opportunity to sit down with Miss Sibony Swatsina. Sibony Swatsina, I know it's kind of a, it's, it's a tough uh, last name. She sat down with me. We spent about 15, 20 minutes talking about the Hernando Chamber of Commerce. If you've ever wondered what the Hernando Main Street Chamber of Commerce does, Sibony's going to tell you. She's going to give you some information about past, present, future things with the wonderful Hernando Main Street Chamber of Commerce. And we're going to go to her interview now. Very excited to uh, welcome Miss Sibony Swatsina, the director of the Main Street Chamber of Commerce here in the city of Hernando, Mississippi. Sibony, good morning to you. 
Good morning. So glad you uh, agreed to come in with us and visit with us about the Chamber of Commerce, about the different things going on, a little bit about yourself and kind of the future or maybe the rest of the year of the Chamber of Commerce. So let's jump right into it. Tell us a little bit of background. Maybe are you um, you know, from DeSoto County? What brought you to DeSoto County, if not, and how long maybe in the Hernando area? All righty. I was born and raised in Horn Lake, um, went to school, Horn Lake Elementary, Middle and High. And I was fortunate enough to marry and move to Hernando. Uh, I went to college at Northwest when Northwest College was in the City Hall building in South Haven. So I have been in DeSoto County all my life. Love Hernando, love what I'm doing, and just glad to be a part of this. Before we go too much into the current times, tell us, growing up in DeSoto County, you, you really have seen the explosion of Horn Lake, the explosion of South Haven, and, and, and you've, you've witnessed that firsthand. Oh, yes. Um, I mean, I when I was driving, Goodman Road was a two-lane road, so um, it has exploded, and um, so excited about the growth all in our county, all in our community. So, yes, it's it's been awesome. As someone who moved to DeSoto County about 20 years ago, pretty simple. State line boomed first, coming out of Memphis, right? Right. Moves to Goodman, and now churches is growing as well. So I love when people tell me that Goodman Road was once a two-lane road. That is, It's mind-blowing for all of us because we don't know that. We know it only is five lanes of traffic. The last 30 years for South Haven has just been tremendous. It really has. As somebody who's grown up and seen all of that growth, as the director of the Chamber of Commerce, uh, I'll just jump right into this question. Thoughts on growth for Hernando Commerce. What do you feel about that? Oh, we are seeing lots of it. Um, we have businesses coming in um, to Hernando wanting to come in. We Our schools are growing. Our, we have subdivisions popping up everywhere. So growth in Hernando is just exponential. How long have you been with the Chamber of Commerce? I have been two and a half years. Okay, so two and a half years. Yes. How did you maybe hear about the job or find out about the job? I was fortunate enough um, that, uh, of course, there are tons of people that that I talked to and, and around. So that is great. And then the president at the time, she reached out to me and asked if I wanted to be a part of this wonderful association. Have you, um, in your previous career or, or time in employment, have you been in charge of different organizations similar to the chamber or stuff like that? Is that something you've always done? Yes. Well, I started out in South Haven okay. um, and worked there for five years, and that is where I really feel like... Um, the South Haven Chamber. South Haven Chamber okay, of Commerce, gotcha. yes. That is where I really feel like that I got the experience and the skills to be able to um, even be considered for the director's position at the Hernando Chamber. So um, left there and went to the Home Builders Association, where I was the executive director there, and of course course, everywhere you go, God had you learn different skills and different sets so that it, he does place you where he wants you to be um, and you're you're able to thrive and grow in it. Right. So five years with the Chamber of Commerce in South Haven. Yes. How long as the director at the um, Home Builders Association? Seven years. Seven years. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you mentioned your experiences and, and hone your craft of um getting to know business owners, and then over seven years, getting to know the tricks of the trade and speaking more and more to home builders, which, wow, that's a time to be in charge of that when the uh, DeSoto County boom 
from a home building standpoint was definitely happening. Well, in chambers and associations, they are extremely important and integral asset for the members, for the city, for the community. So just being able to be involved was really great. So when you first got to the Chamber of Commerce two and a half years ago, what were your first initial thoughts of the Chamber of Commerce, Main Street Chamber of Commerce in Hernando, when you first walked in to the job? Oh, I was excited. I was very excited to take on this role. Um, It was challenging. Uh, It's rewarding to be able to help members and to see them grow and thrive and to be a part of it uh, is just awesome. Just so rewarding. How many members do do they currently have, give or take? We have 380. 380 and some all the way from probably a small mom and pop barbershop all the way up to uh, maybe associated whole foods or whatever the uh, exactly you know, right yes right, um, right yes our but our membership is mostly um, comprised of uh, small businesses so um, we are we get really excited about helping them trying to do everything we can to help all of our members sure. really help grow um, their business yeah right because chambers you know for the city for the members for the community there is just so very important right. um, in year one what were your goals maybe in the first six months compared to two and a half years into the job how has that shifted a bit Uh, when I came in we were in the middle of getting ready for all of our events sunset starts in June I came in in the middle of May so here we are with this was in 2020 2019 2019 okay so you did get the first okay gotcha. yes so um here we come in and um there was the previous director jesse a phenomenal director and she had laid out some goals that um she wanted to see for the rest of the year so i really led with them let them sort of kind of lead me Um, but also uh, my first year was about learning I had to learn a new board I had to learn a new culture of a chamber I had to learn a new chamber I had to learn their mission um, what we were good at what were our struggles what were the challenges of the members so I had a lot to learn but also um, I was fortunate enough to be able to build on what was already established we're right in the middle of June. Had some uh, sunset on square so far. Uh, as people are listening to the show, we've had three shows that have been successful with a couple of more. Tell us how, how it's gone and tell us what the next couple of weeks look like. Oh, they've been awesome. We have had a packed square, which uh, is so awesome to look out and see. The bands have been great. Um, we got two more coming up. We've got Sam Witt with Truck Patch Revival. Uh, next week, our last one would be Kevin and Bethany Page. So we're we're excited about our next couple of weeks. Just a wonderful time. If you haven't been out on Sunset on the Square and listening to this show, something to definitely think about. Uh, wonderful between seven and nine o'clock chance to sit down with your lawn chairs and sit down with cooler and all that kind of stuff, and just really enjoy uh, living in such a wonderful small town of Hernandez. So thank you for for doing that for the Main Street Chamber of Commerce. Let's talk about the rest of the year. So we're, we're wrapping up June. Sunset on the Square was a huge thing for the Main Street Chamber of Commerce. Let's talk about the rest of the year. Calendar year 2022. What does that look like for the chamber? We have some more wonderful events coming up for our community. We have hometown headliners coming up in September. It's like sunset on the square every Thursday night. We have a music series. And then Water Tower Festival. That will be Saturday, September the 24th, 9 o'clock to 3. And again, we have vendor booths and business booths, barbecue contest, cornhole contest. Just a wonderful, fun afternoon day on our square and then we have halloween off the square 
That right. is in October. The kiddos can come and call it trunk or treat. Sure. Um, so we had that, and then. Um, well, let me let, hey, well, let me let me jump in real quick on something. I can tell you something that, that people that I've been friends with and and have asked me questions several times. Uh, I've seen Eric Church on our on our square. Aaron Tippin on our square. Different artists like that, maybe when they were first starting out. Has the chamber ever revisited or that you know of revisited some type of a thing when it comes to a, an act like that on, on the square again? Or do you do you know any? Have you, in your two and a half years, have y'all talked about it or, or revisited at all? 2020 um, with COVID mm-hmm. had us re-looking at um, our events sure. and things. So we revamped some of them. And uh, we are, we're sticking with a local band. Right. Um, that, I, I know that in the, in the past, they didn't make any money. It was more of a, you know, you may not, maybe didn't make any money, but, uh, you know, having four or 5,000 people on the Hernando Square, I felt like was really good for community spirit, was really good for in the Mid-South people having an eye on Hernando for that particular night or that particular weekend. So anyway, just a thought right there, but I certainly understand, I mean, Chamber of Commerce, I mean, if it doesn't make money, it doesn't make sense. So, uh, you know, just just a thought there, but uh, I'll just lob that over to you that I would be interested possibly in helping with something like that. So um, I think you are involved in the Dickens of a Christmas. I know we're kind of going through the calendar. November, a big deal in Hernando. Tell us about that. Big, big deal. And we are very fortunate um, that Gia Matheny with the city of Hernando, she's a community development director. That was her big dream and her big vision. And we were just so fortunate that she asked us to be a part of that. So we've partnered um, with her and it has become a wonderful event the next uh, Sunday. The next day after Dickens of a Christmas, we have Christmas Open House. And so that is a wonderful event for our retail retail shops and restaurants. So uh, we're, we're excited about November. And then typically the last event, the event everyone knows when, in, in December, is going to be the Christmas Parade, which I know is really easy to put together. No, no headaches there at all. Um, tell us about the Christmas Parade uh, first week or so of, of December. Uh, it is awesome. Um, we have thousands of people that line commerce and um, everyone decorates trucks and trailers and has floats. And it is just a wonderful community, wonderful e- Christmas experience. It- it's just awesome. Well, I don't know if there's a better Christmas parade out there. Again, my hat's off to you guys. Again, it's a really, really good Christmas parade. A uh, great time to kind of kick off the, the Christmas season the way it should be in a small town, uh, you know, with just Santa Claus visits and um, just again really want to say thank you uh, for that uh, of course where do you see the Chamber of Commerce under your your leadership unless you want to make the announcements now <laughs> you could turn your two weeks notice in now I don't know but where do you see the Chamber of Commerce maybe in the next three to five years what does that look like to you Oh, well, we continue to strive and be an integral asset for our members and our city and our community. would like to see our chamber continue to grow and our events continue to grow. The five-year landscape for of our chamber will probably be totally different as it is for most all of our chambers. Um, and we will need to adapt and evolve and change so that we can be what we need to be for our members and to be able to better serve them in the new times. As a director of the chamber, do you feel like with the new administration, the new board of aldermen, do you feel like you have a, um, a pretty open door or easy ability to, to work with and visit with the city? Oh, we have a phenomenal relationship. I have worked really hard to build and create our relationship and just to have um, them support us and be such 
a part of the chamber. I talk to them about things that we're doing, what we're going to do, and just to have their support has been so grateful. Uh, always be selling. That's the, the motto. So let's close in this. If someone wants to join the Hernando Main Street Chamber of Commerce, what do they need to do? You can visit our website at hernandoms.org. There's tons of information about our chamber and about us. Uh, you can call us love to talk to people, love to just tell everybody about how wonderful we are and how wonderful our city is. Um, You can visit our Facebook page. There you can find most all of our events. Just reach out to us. We're here. Simi, thank you for coming in, giving giving us some time, talking about the Hernando Main Street Chamber of Commerce. And we really, really appreciate your service with the chamber. And thank you for coming into the UTW podcast. Thank you so very much. We want to thank Sydney again for coming in. I really do appreciate her taking time. I think I believe it was last Thursday you sat down with her and interviewed her. And uh, did, what a wonderful job that she's doing. If you've ever t- attended a chamber function, a chamber luncheon, uh, if you've ever gone to the Water Tower Festival, uh, if you've ever gone to anything like that, the Sunset on the Square, of course, that's going on right now, uh, all that is put on uh, and you know by the chamber. Of course, there are sponsors that go along with that. But uh, everything is put on by the chamber. And basically, it's a... I mean, they have ambassadors, uh, the, the chamber does, but Sibony's kind of a one-woman show. Uh, and she's, her, they, they, I guess they rent out slash or kind of given, kind of man that house right there uh, just west of the library uh, on the south side of 304. Uh, there's a little white house, and that's kind of where the chamber headquarters are, if you're ever wondering. And uh, Sibony's basically in there by herself, may have an assistant every now and then, and again, has ambassadors to help bring businesses uh, into the chamber to pay their dues that, so they can do all these things. But again, just a wonderful thing. They do coffee and conversations. They have all these network uh, uh, capabilities and, and, and events that you can go to. So if you've ever thought about joining the chamber, please reach out to Sibony. Please, uh, you can reach out to us. We'll be happy to give you the, her number to contact her and join the chamber. It's, it's a very reasonable deal for a year. Again, you get to attend all the chamber functions, uh, all of the uh, luncheons you'll be invited to, and of course, be able to network at all the events that they put on. So again, thank you, Sibony, for coming in. Yeah, thoroughly enjoyed our time together on uh, Thursday morning. Thank you again, Sibony, for coming in and sitting down with me. Look, if you enjoy our show, find us on Facebook at UTW Podcast, on Instagram at UTW Podcast, and on Twitter at UTW Pod. If you enjoy our show, share it with friends, share it with family, share it on Hernando Happenings, share it on Facebook any way you can. Let people know how we continue to grow and the different things we talk about each and every week right here under the water tower. If you enjoy our show, look up OB Pod. Simply stands for Olive Branch. They cover the eastern side of DeSoto County. Also, deep dive into Lewisburg Athletics, Olive Branch Athletics, and Center Hill Athletics. OB Pod, again, covers the eastern side of DeSoto County. If you enjoy what we do and what we talk about here, you're definitely going to enjoy OB Pod and what they do and what they cover on the eastern side of DeSoto County. Look them up today. Well, Derek, enjoy your week. Be back on our Friday show when we review the Alderman meeting happening tomorrow night. Hotty toddy, and if there's nothing else, I'm Matt. And I'm Derek. Join us next time under the water tower. This is where we dropped off a pretty little girl.